0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 595 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, it's do or die time once again for this New York Ranger team. They will be in Pittsburgh for Game 6 after an improbable, thrilling come-from-behind win in Game 5 to stave off elimination. I'll say what I've continued to say, uh, at least in the last episode or two here, that the Rangers, the only way that they're saying this to Game 7 I truly believe they have to play the absolute best game that they've played so far this series. I know that game 5 was a ton of fun. Uh you know they obviously came storm back, had a great rally. Uh you know just dug deep, scored the three goals at the end of the second period, got the win, held off the Penguins late in the game. It was great. It was a lot of fun. We were all in a good mood, obviously, when that game ended. But I don't think that the Rangers are going to be able to get off to the type of start in Game 6 that they had in Game 5 and live to tell about it. And I think that's true whether or not Sidney Crosby plays or not. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. Uh, Before I go a second further, though, I should probably also acknowledge that if there's a little bit of uh, dip in audio quality right now, it's because I'm actually recording... This uh, episode in my phone, I did not think I was going to have time to do a Friday episode. And, you know, instead, I would just come back on Saturday, talk about whatever happens in game six. But trying to squeeze in an episode really quick here, uh, actually picking up my mom at the airport. She's meeting, uh, you know, my two and a half week old daughter for the first time. So that's obviously going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Got a little extra time here. Figured I'd just pull out the phone, record the episode. Uh, But I did want to talk about a couple of storylines, obviously, going into this game here. You've got, uh, first of all, the lineup decisions that the Rangers are going to have to make here. Game Five was interesting because the Rangers ended up going with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. We already gave big-time kudos to Ryan Lindgren for gutting it out, coming back from his injury, playing great hockey. You know, he he really made a difference for the Rangers in that game. He was hitting people. He was blocking shots. uh, He had the empty netter at the end of the game. More impressively than the empty netter, though, I think is just the fact that even though he's playing a little bit banged up, uh, they still trust him in that spot as much or more than any defenseman on the New York Rangers. He was out there, you know, with a minute left, less than a minute left, uh, trying to and ultimately succeeding at protecting a one-goal lead for the New York Rangers. So that was uh, tremendously impressive, and as I said, uh, when it happened, I don't think anybody was more deserving of getting the empty net goal than Ryan Lingren. so that was obviously great to see. But what the Rangers did in that game, they obviously brought Lingren back, but, you know perhaps with the thought that he might not be able to finish the game or they might have to severely limit his ice time. Like I said, the Rangers went with seven defensemen in that game. Now, what ended up happening, uh, Lindgren left the game briefly. I think it was toward the end of the first period, but he was back after not too much time. And the Rangers, and obviously this is the plan going in, they did not play Patrick Nemeth at all in this game. So obviously, as long as Ryan Lindgren held up and, you know, didn't, suffer an injury or re-aggravation or whatever you want to call it. They were going to roll with the other six defensemen and just leave Nemeth on the bench. Uh, It was interesting because after the game, you know, I went and I, wanted to look at time on the ice because I didn't think Nemeth played at all. And then I saw that he was credited with 16 seconds on the ice. And I thought, well, that's weird. Like, when was he out there? And, you know, why for just 16 seconds? And then I realized uh, they actually put him out there after Ryan Lindgren's uh, empty net goal at the end of the game. The Rangers were up 5-3 with just, you know, 16 seconds left. They put him out there, which was actually a nice thing to do. At least he, you know, gets to touch the ice for, for the end of the game there. Um, But, yeah, as far as this game goes, and, you know, it gets even more complicated because Tyler Mott might be good to go in this game, which is a pleasant surprise. And here's kind of where I'm at with this. If Ryan Lindgren, if they feel like he's completely over his injury and there's little to no risk of him getting re-injured, then I would like to see the Rangers... Um, you know, make Patrick Nemeth a healthy scratch, go back to 12 forwards and six defensemen, and just roll with Ryan Lingren in his usual spot with Adam Fox, and then obviously Miller Truba and Braun and Schneider. I think that's probably the way to go. And then by healthy scratching Patrick Nemeth, you make room to put Tyler Mott onto the ice. Mott could really help the Rangers in this game. I mean, when you think about what he brings to the table, uh, very... Interesting skill set. Obviously, he's somebody who is a little bit of a buzzsaw and somebody who can really bring some value to the table, uh, killing penalties. He's somebody that I think is just a pest to play against. And as we've seen with the Penguins, you know, there are certain players on that team. And these are guys with multiple Stanley Cup championships to their name. But it is possible to get under their skin a little bit. We saw that a little bit with Evgeny Malkin. He was really losing his cool toward the end of Game 5. Got into that big wrestling match with Ryan Lindgren. uh, Got into uh, confrontation with Kevin Rooney uh, near the bench. Cross-checked him, it looked like, up high. And uh, obviously, it is at least possible that the Rangers can get under their skin a little bit. And Tyler Mott's the type of player that can do that. The Rangers had a nice night on the penalty kill. You know, in this most recent game, Game 5 against the Penguins, you know, they they look good. They killed off that 2-minute 5-on-3 at the start of the game. But, you know, earlier in the series, the Penguins' power play had kind of been getting the better of the Rangers. I think at one point, you know, before this most recent game, I want to say the Penguins were like 4-for-11 or like 3-for-11 or 3-for-10 on the power play. A good percentage. And, um, you know, obviously the Ranger penalty kill not playing as well as we certainly know that they're capable of. But I really like the idea of Tyler Mott getting back into this lineup, getting back into this series here. And it, it's a welcome, uh, you know, new story that, that this is even being considered because, you know, for a while there, we were hearing that Tyler Mott was only coming back into this lineup if the Rangers made a fairly deep run in the playoffs. And the first round isn't even over yet. And it's at least possible that he's going to be out there. And like I said, I think he would be a, a welcome addition back into the lineup. I mean, we could talk about his skill set, and we already have. But one thing, another reason that I just like the fact that Mott could play tonight You know, this has been a physically, mentally, emotionally draining series. We had that triple overtime game in game one. It's gotten nasty out there at times. It's been nasty between the two fan bases. If you go on Twitter, um, you know, there's just a lot going on right now. And I think that just having somebody fresh, you know, and I might feel differently if it was like a 20-year-old rookie making his Stanley Cup playoff debut in game six for the Rangers, you know, a game that they absolutely must win on the road in order to keep their season alive. Uh, the reason I feel good about it, though, is Tyler Mott's played in the playoffs before. I believe he's got 17 Stanley Cup playoff games to his name, and I believe he's played, I have it written down here somewhere, I think like 360-something regular season games. So it's not like he's some fresh-faced rookie that doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Tyler Mott, like I said, he, hes he's playing in this league long enough that he can step into the middle of a ser- playoff series and do a nice job. And on top of that, you know, again, he just has fresh legs. I, I think that's going to be uh, something that could really benefit the New York Rangers for sure. Just having somebody who is, uh, you know, ready to go and a little bit fresh and somebody who can make a difference in a lot of different aspects of the game. I think if he's healthy and you don't have any fear of Ryan Lindgren getting himself injured again, then... Patrick Nemeth has to be the odd man out, especially considering he didn't even play in the most recent game, despite, you know, dressing for the game. But in a perfect world for me, Ryan Lindgren plays. He's back with Adam Fox, as always. And Tyler Mott slots back into the lineup. You go with 12 forwards and six defensemen. Mott is on the fourth line alongside uh, Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves. Now, if the Rangers still have some concern as far as, like, you know— possibly Ryan Lindgren getting injured again and you feel like you have to go with seven defensemen because you don't want to be caught in a situation where Ryan Lindgren re-aggravates his injury five minutes into the game and then he's out for the rest of the game and you got to go with five defensemen against this Penguins team uh, from that point on. I I certainly don't think you want to be in a situation like that. So if that's the case, then I suppose what you would do is probably uh, dress seven defensemen just like you did in the last game. I know Nemeth hasn't been great, but he's a little bit of an insurance policy if Ryan Lindgren gets injured and once again, cannot go back into the game. And you also put Mott back in if he's good to go. And as far as who the healthy scratch would be at that point, I mean, I think it would almost have to be Ryan Reeves. I don't think they're going to healthy scratch Kevin Rooney. And I don't think anybody else is even really an option. I mean, you're not going to bench anybody on the kids line. You're certainly not going to bench anybody on your top six. So I think at that point, it'd probably be Ryan Reeves as the odd man out. But like I said, in a perfect world, Tyler Mott comes back. Patrick Nemeth is a healthy scratch. And the Rangers roll with the 12 forwards and the six defensemen. Going to talk a little bit in just a second here about, uh, you know, the Sidney Crosby situation, uh, some news surrounding Igor Shesterkin, and uh, just some general thoughts on game six tonight. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Bilt.com. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Bilt Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Bilt, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to built.com to get birthday cake puffs right now. Go to built.com, use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. So as of this recording, no official word on Sidney Crosby getting back into the lineup. But like I said in the intro, I think that, you know, if the Rangers are going to win this game, my point still stands. They have to play their absolute best game that they've played so far in this series. You can't, you know, just see that Sidney Crosby's not in the lineup and think, oh, we got a free pass. We got an easy win. It's not going to be that easy. The Penguins top line has been uh, tremendous in this series. And uh, the Penguins have obviously played some really good hockey. Uh, I do think the NHL made the right decision, not disciplining Jacob Truba. I mean, he was going for the puck. I know it looks bad when the elbow kind of goes up. Up and catches Crosby in the head, but I don't think that was intentional. I don't think you know Truba went toward him thinking, "Oh man, I'm gonna just drive my head right through his dome here and, and try to concuss this guy." And we don't even know for sure that it is a concussion, but I'm just saying I don't think that that was Truba's intent on the play. Um, and if Crosby plays, look, obviously uh, that just makes this task even more difficult because you know during this series, uh, playing in Pittsburgh, that's been the house of pain for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin was pay- pulled out of both of the preceding two games in Pittsburgh one thing though that I like you know as far as where the Rangers are right now is they there aren't any uh there's nothing that's going to catch them by surprise I don't think playing this game in Pittsburgh and you know you go in there for games and game four this is a tremendously young New York Ranger team many of them are playing in the playoffs for the first time then there's another group of players that you know they played that three game Series against the Hurricanes in the bubble, you know, a couple years ago, the COVID season. Uh, but that wasn't the true blue uh, Stanley Cup playoff experience for sure. And blinking, you missed it. I mean, the Rangers were out of that the playoffs so fast that year; it was ridiculous. Um, but now, you know, you've played the two games in Pittsburgh. I don't think this can possibly go any worse. than games three and games four, did especially game four. Game four was an absolute train wreck. I think the Rangers they know what they're in for. This is going to be a hostile environment. They're going to be making a ton of noise. You're going to get the the. Egor, Chance, we know that that's coming for sure. Uh, I just think that, you know, the Rangers are due to play a good road game. They've been a good road team all season. You know, they were slightly better at home. But one thing I like about this team is that there wasn't that much of a discrepancy from their home record uh, compared to their away record. And so, you know, for those reasons, I, I think, again, the Rangers are just kind of due here. Something else, I, I think the power play is due for a big night. You know, the Rangers third, I would say game five was probably the Rangers' best night on the power play. They only went one for three. I mean, I say only. I mean, that is a 33% success rate. And if you went 33%, you would certainly lead the league in that stat. Nobody, nobody, you know, scores at a 33% clip on the power play for an entire season. Um, but again, you know, I just feel like they're on the verge of a breakout. they, score on the one power play goal, and they look dangerous on the other two opportunities as well. So if the Rangers can, uh, you know, start fast in this game, start quite a bit faster than they started in the other two games against the Penguins, then I think it certainly bodes well. Maybe the Penguins take an early couple of penalties, and uh, you have a situation where the Rangers are on the power play, which would obviously be a good thing. It's been a strength of their team all season, and something that you got to figure they're going to need at some point here uh, before before it's all said and done. If they're going to come back and win this series, then certainly, um, you know, the power play and and the special teams units are going to have to step up because through the first five games, that's an area where the Penguins clearly had the advantage, and it's not an area where I expected the Penguins to have the advantage. You know, the the Rangers have been great on the power play and on the kill all season, so I was expecting more of the same in this series, and and hopefully we get that from game five onward. Uh, The other thing, you know, I've been heaping praise on Kako and Lafreniere and Hedl. Whatever happens in this series, and obviously we all want the Rangers to win, and it, it's certainly something that's in reach. It's not going to be easy, um, but you know they're still alive here. They've got the big win in Game 5, and they've got a chance here in Game 6. All three of those players are coming of age before our very eyes. I think my favorite shift of the New York Rangers postseason so far is... The shift at the end of Game 5, you had Kako, Lafreniere, and Hiedel on the ice. Uh, There's less than three minutes to go. The Penguins are obviously desperate at this point. They're down by a goal. And Kako, Hiedel, and Lafreniere just would not give up possession of the puck. I mean, Hiedel and Lafreniere both chipped in a little bit, but Kako more than anybody. I mean, he was so strong on the boards here. He's going this way. He's going that way. He's spinning off of guys. He's protecting the puck. Uh, They eventually pin him against the boards. He still won't give up the puck. He gets it loose again. Uh, Just a tremendous shift there and just, you know, a big time coming of age storyline developing uh, for that kid line here. Whatever happens the rest of this playoff series, I really feel like this is the moment where we're going to look back at some point and say, Kako, Lafreniere, and Heedle, this is where these guys uh, really ended up turning the corner here, really end up uh, coming into their own in this league. I mean, it's easy to forget. I know the expectations are sky high. Lafreniere, number one overall pick. Kako, number two overall pick. Heedle, a first-round draft pick. The expectations, you know, they are what they are. They come with the territory. But this could be the, the point where, you know, we really look back and say, that's where these guys uh, really, really just took off and, and became big-time NHL players. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, something else that I, I I was watching the post game in Game Five, and Steve Valakat was obviously talking about you know everything that had just happened. And he mentioned that the Rangers, they might be still more comfortable in the underdog role. And I, there could be something to that. You know, the Rangers, if you look at our friends at Bet Online, I'm almost positive when this series started, it was basically a pick 'em. You know, both teams had the same odds as far as, you know, ultimately winning this series. Uh, and it's easy to see why. You know, the Rangers were a little bit better in the regular season. They beat the Penguins three out of four, and they have home ice advantage, but by that same token, you've got this Pittsburgh Penguin team that has kind of been there and done that. They got the veterans. They got all the Stanley Cup champions on their team. It's a team that... You know, they know that the window is closing. It's, it's very possible that at least one of the two of Malkin or Latang is no longer a Pittsburgh Penguin after this season. So for that uh, trio that's been there for so long, this is kind of their last chance. And you know, they're going to play, obviously, some desperate hockey. And like I said, they have the experience advantage. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it made sense to kind of make this a pick them going in. And we'll see what ends up happening here. Obviously, the Rangers have their work cut out for them still. A lot of work to do. Um, you know, they... You can't tell me Penguins fans aren't at least a little bit nervous at this point. You know, they, nobody forgot 2014, I don't think, the Rangers were down three games to one, and obviously, these teams are very, very different from what they were back then. You know, Chris Kreider's the only Ranger still on the team from back then, but uh, the Rangers, they, they've made a habit out of this, coming back from the three games to one, and uh, this is a obviously crunch time tonight going back on the road where you've basically been obliterated in the other two games but like I said I just feel like the Rangers are due to play a really strong road game hopefully they can take an early lead wouldn't it be nice if the Rangers could just win this game seven to one and none of us would have to sweat it out I mean wouldn't that just be you know the ultimate gift for all of us here tonight you know game five obviously we, we were definitely sweating it out it looked like they were dead in the water came back and won it um but obviously you know season on the line again tonight but I I feel good about this one, guys. I really do. Um, The only other thing that I wanted to talk about here today, and this is going to be a shorter episode than most, because like I said, I'm I'm literally just waiting to pick up my mom at the airport right now, and then she's going to come meet uh, our baby daughter. So obviously looking forward to that and looking forward to this game tonight as well. Uh, I did want to at least mention the fact that uh, Igor Shustarkin has been named one of the finalists for the Vesna because obviously I think he's basically a slam dunk to win that one. He has also been named one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy along with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. And that's a trophy that could go to any of the three of them. I'll have more details on that going forward. I'm not going to spend too much time on it today because as Ranger fans, I don't think we're thinking about individual awards right now. We're all locked into game six and what's going to happen between the Rangers and the Penguins tonight. Uh, but yeah, Igor Shustarkin, one of the three finalists. My hope here is that since Igor is the one goalie, and again, it's not common that a goalie wins the Hart Trophy, but he's the only goalie that's up for this. He's up against Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. I mean, both of them were so good this season. How do you pick one or the other between Matthews or McDavid? So my hope here is that maybe uh, one of the—excuse or me, the two of them end up taking uh, some votes away from each other. It's at least possible that that could happen, and then maybe Igor Shosturkin ends up being named uh, your Hart Trophy winner. And that would obviously be a tremendous story. I mean, I think we were all pretty bullish on Igor Shosturkin coming into this season. But to see him actually win the Hart Trophy and MVP, I don't know that anybody uh, could have possibly seen that coming. One other thing I I did want to talk about here. Uh, No lead is safe in this series. So... Nobody, Rangers, or Penguins should get too comfortable uh, no matter how big of a lead is built up. We saw in Game 1, you know, the Rangers had a 2-0 lead. They ended up losing that. They obviously lost under very controversial circumstances, but they still did lose the game. Uh, you had a situation in Game 3 where the Penguins were up 4-1. to one. The Rangers came back and tied that one. So, I mean, the Penguins ended up winning, but obviously that lead was not safe either. Uh, then in Game 5, the Penguins were up 2 nothing. Rangers came back and won that one. So uh, it's just been a wild series. It's been, like I said, very uh, emotionally draining kind of series, I think, for both fan bases. Everybody's at each other's throats on Twitter, and, uh, you know, we're not done yet. I'm very, very excited for this game tonight. Like I said, this is always going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than most, so I am going to call this one just a little bit early here, but... Like I said, uh, let's go, Rangers. Season on the line once again tonight. I, I have a good feeling about this one. It's not going to be easy, but uh, Rangers, you know they're going to lay it all on the line tonight, and hopefully we get the kind of effort that we got uh, toward the end of the second period in Game 5 through the third period, because that's what it's going to take for the Rangers to win this game and force a Game 7. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore underscore rangers. once again this is at LO underscore NY underscore rangers. thanks again guys i'll see you next time thanks for making locked on new york rangers your first listen every day in our next episode we're gonna be talking about everything that happens between the rangers and penguins in game six now make your second listen locked on nhl